GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Berryville, Virginia, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the sweet and plummy flower of truth and the drooping sour grapes of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. I got one. I got one. I got one, Deborah. You got one what? A listener question. I I got one. Oh, I see. Now I understand why you're so excited. Please do play it for us. Okay, let me just uh, twist this dial. (coughs) Frog dial. Uh, Okay. Uh, uh, Oh, this is the one. Here we go. Hi, Lisa. Bridget here from Australia. I want to know how robots go into sleep mode. Do you count electric sheep? Hmm, great question. Do you count electric sheep to go into sleep mode, Lisa? You know, I gotta be honest with you, Bridget. Can can I call you Bridget? Bridge? It? It? I'm gonna just call you Bridget. I've actually never tried to count electric sheep, but uh, let me see here. I'll just upload this file and uh, flip this switch and... Okay, then. One electric sheep. Two electric sheep. Three... Four... Lisa? 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 Oh my goodness, he fell asleep. I'd better turn off this sound file. Lisa? Lisa, wake up! What? Okay, what? Mom, what? Sorry, sorry, I must have dozed off there. Okay, well, I guess that answers that question. Well, what question was that? That you can go into sleep mode counting electric sheep. Again? Are you sure? I should probably try this out. No, 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 I think think we need to wait until all your programs load now that you're out of sleep mode. And and you'll remember that, in fact, you can fall asleep counting electric sheep. But I don't think we need to wait for you to tell our listeners how our game works. Well, uh, electric sheep, I miss you already. (laughs) Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a... Wow, this really hurts me to say. The other is a liar. Mm. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. <laughs> At least we hope. I mean, we, we put it on the side of the wall in a big sign. And if it would be wrong, we'd have to change the sign. Okay, what are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about berries. Simple fruits with fleshy pulp and seeds. 
Lisa, you like berries, don't you? Oh, yeah. I always put a handful of berries in my llama smoothies, and they, they really bring out the tartness of the llama fur. Delicious. Mmm, tasty. Okay, well, let's find out if our contestant also likes berries in smoothies. Lisa, who is our contestant today? Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who has seen every Marvel movie and likes eating pasta with her face, Amelia Frank. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Amelia. Okay, did Lisa say that correctly? You like to eat pasta with your face? Yeah. Can you explain why that is? Well, uh, I did a challenge with my friend at camp where we had to eat a whole bowl of spaghetti with our faces, and it was really fun. <laughs> now, I'm not a human, but my understanding is that all humans eat with their faces. I think she means without any utensils. Is that correct, Amelia? Yeah. Just stick your face in. Oh. <laughs> oh, Deborah Goldstein style. Yeah. No, I don't do that. I do think that would be a lot of fun. So does that mean that every time you have pasta, you eat it with your face and no utensils? Sadly, no. <laughs> oh, that is sad. But I do enjoy imagining you doing it at all. And you have seen every Marvel movie. Do you have a favorite one or a favorite character? Uh, yeah, my favorite movies are Captain Marvel and Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man because I always loved my aunt growing up. And then to think that uh, she could be a superhero and then she would always have, like, gum in her purse. And she, if you didn't have gum, she would give it to you. Okay, different aunt. But all right, it's, it's good to make the connection. All right, well, we want to know some more fun facts about you, Amelia. And to get into the spirit of the game, we're going to do it. By playing two truths and a lie, you, Amelia, will tell us three facts about yourself. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie, and we will try to figure out which one is the lie. Amelia, what are your three facts? I'm fluent in Russian, I have a little sister, and I take Taekwondo lessons. Mm. Well, can I ask you a question there? Yeah. What is your sister's name? No, no, you can't do that. That's cheating. No, 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 no. Oh, that, I was attempting to cheat. I see that. Instead, we're just going to think about which one of those things sounded like a lie. What do you think, Lisa? Um, uh, she's fluent in Russian, and I know that there are people who speak uh, Russian. Mm. Uh, so that's probably true. She has a little sister... But she refused to say her sister's name because she said that was cheating. Um, <laughs> no, I said that. Yes. Oh, you said that. Yes, okay. I did. Um, I just feel like the Taekwondo thing, if she did take Taekwondo, she would probably be fighting bad guys right now. I see. And I'm not seeing any bad guy fighting. So I think that's the line. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So you would right. hear a bunch of, ooh, ow, hey, come on, Amelia, stop beating me up. That kind of stuff. So I think that one's probably the line. <laughs> okay, Amelia. Which one of those three facts is actually a lie? I don't have a little sister. I have a little brother. Oh, nice one. Interesting. Oh, that's why she wouldn't tell me her sister's name. And what is your little brother's name? Uh, his name is Julian. Shout out to Julian. Hi, Julian. Which means, wait a minute, that means you take Taekwondo lessons and you are fluent in Russian? Yes. How do you say podcast in Russian? I bet you don't know that. Actually, I think it's just podcast with a Russian accent. Fantastic. That's amazing. I wish we I could say a few words to you in Russian, but da is all I have. All right. Let's get on with the game, I think. We're talking about berries today. Amelia, do you like berries? Yes, I like berries. You do? Me too. I like berries a lot. I, do you put them in smoothies? Mm, yeah. 
Llama smoothies? No. <laughs> oh, they're really good. Well, now that we've established that we like berries in smoothies and outside of smoothies, we're going to get on with our game. Okay, Lisa, can we get some music for our berries experts? Come on in, berry experts. I'm talking about the fruit, not the guy who lives down the street named Barry. <laughs> Our first expert is Marvin Pritz. Marvin, please introduce yourself to Amelia. Hi, Amelia. My name is Marvin, and I'm a professor of horticulture. Our next expert is Nima Singh Mason. Nima, please introduce yourself to Amelia. Hi, Amelia. I'm Nima Singh Mason, and I am a fruit hybrid scientist. Um, I also am a lecturer with the Indian Institute of Horticulture and the North Carolina State University. Thank you very much. Tell us about those sounds you foraged, Lisa. Oh, I foraged for some hot seat beats. Nice, that is correct. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Amelia's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Nima Singh Mason, because she has punctuation in her name, and so do I. Mmm, I like that thinking. Okay, very good. Amelia, you are going to ask Nima your first question, and then after that, you can ask questions to whomever you like. Okay, so what is your first question for Nima? What is your favorite berry-themed dessert? My favorite berry-themed dessert is banoffee pie with cream. Mm. And that's because banana is a berry. Bet you didn't know that. What? What? I didn't know that. What? What's going on? Deborah? What's going on? Deborah, come on. She, she just basically said she was the liar. I mean, pretty much. Bananas aren't berries. They're, Explain they're bananas. yourself, Nima. Explain yourself. What is a berry? It's a fleshy fruit with many seeds in it. What does a banana have? It does have fleshy fruit. And seeds in it. The black spots that you see are fruits. So by classification, bananas are berries. Did you know that too, Amelia? Yes, I did. Everybody everybody knew this? Deborah, did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought it was just a fruit. I got to update my banana email list. So many things I need to learn. This is for both of you. What is horticulture? Yeah, that's a good question. Who would like to answer that one first? I can take that one, Amelia. So horticulture is the art and science of growing fruits, vegetables, flowers, ornamental trees, and grass. And it's distinguished from agronomy, which is the cultivation of field crops like corn and wheat and soybeans. So at universities like Nima and I work at, you know, we sort of divide that into two groups. And there's the horticulturists that work on what we would call specialty crops, and then the agronomists that work on what we would call field crops. Do you get along? Hey, you horticulturalists, get out of here. This is agronomy <laughs> town. We do get along. Get your specialist plants out of here. We're field plant people. <laughs> well, some of that does happen occasionally. Oh, my. <laughs> This question is for both of you. What is a normal day like at your job? Oh, okay, I wake up crying. Okay, and then... no. First of all, Lisa, she's asking the experts. Oh, and second oh. of all, I really hope that that's not true, but let's put a pin in that one. All right, okay. since Marvin right. answered first the last time, I'm going to have Nima answer first this time. Okay, what's a normal day like at your job, Nima? So um, I am a fruit hybrid scientist. So a normal day looks uh, like me going out into the field, 
finding new berries and fruits that haven't been documented. Some of them don't even have names in English yet. Um, so I find them, I bring them back to the lab. I look at all their characteristics, try to give them a name in English. And then I look at which other fruits I can hybrid grow them with so that I can get super fruits or fruits that are able to grow in certain weather conditions or have certain uh, characteristics like they're maybe sweeter than the original fruit. So basically you just discover a new type of berry or fruit every single day? Not every single day. We do have a huge list of berries that are already in the queue that need to be named in English. So by the time we work through that, it's going to take a lot of a lot of time. I'm I'm talking about decades. Just call them all Frank and then, you know, take the rest of the week off. <laughs> that's a good idea. I like that. That's what but I maybe would that's do. the next Marvel movie. Super Fruit. In search of Frank. In search of Frank. Very good. And over to you, Marvin. So my job uh, consists of three parts. And one is teaching students. Another is doing research on berry crops. And the third component is extension, where we work with farmers and advise them. So um, no day is the same as the other, but usually they consist of parts of each of those three components. I might be teaching a class, I might be helping at a conference for growers, or I might be going out into the field and doing research and helping my graduate students. So that would be a, a typical day. Amelia, what is your next question and for whom? Again, for both of you, what is the scariest or most exciting thing that has happened at your job? Working in the lab can get a bit boring, um, but this one time we had, uh, we do tests on seeds to see what kind of weather conditions they can sort of live through. So we have a bunch of seeds that have gone through all of this testing. They've been heated, they've been roasted, they've been subjected to radiation tests. And so they're dead. All these seeds are dead. And we have a bin in the corner of our lab where we throw all of the seeds. And we just kept throwing these seeds that we thought were dead. And one day the intern looked in and saw these really weird leaves and tendrils growing out of it. And everybody in the lab freaked out because we thought we had started the first mutant zombie plant <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> Um, but uh, but that just lasted for two minutes because it, it turns out the other lab was dumping their seeds into our bin as well. And so those seeds weren't dead, so they just happened to grow. So crisis averted. Very interesting. Okay, over to you, Marvin. When I was in graduate school, I was doing my uh, PhD research on blueberries. And blueberries are a native plant that grows throughout uh, the northern part of the United States. And I was at Michigan State University, and oftentimes we would take trips to explore and look for new fruits, uh, at least new cultivars or new genotypes of blueberries in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and around all these wild places. And sometimes we would go uh, and get stuck out in the middle of the wild or we would get lost. And uh, that was probably the most exciting thing specifically related to blueberries. But because I teach, I often arrange for uh, trips to different places uh, during spring break or during our January break to look at agriculture and berry growing and things like that. And I've been on trips with students before where we've discovered really cool things to do, like uh, jumping off of cliffs in Belize or uh, intertubing down rivers through the jungle. Or my favorite was riding a toboggan down the side of a volcano in Nicaragua. Wow. 
Who knew horticulture could take you all around the world doing such amazing things? Have you ever been to this place called a grocery store? <laughs> they have like a lot of berries there. And you're allowed to toboggan. Have you ever water skied uh, down a waterfall? I have water skied and I have jumped off of waterfalls, but I have not water skied down a waterfall. <laughs> that would be wild. All right, Amelia, what is your next question and for whom? For Nima, how do you juice a berry? I like using a cold press machine. I don't like using a blender because that generates heat and makes the berries taste weird. So, yeah, you use a cold press juicer. Okay, for Marvin, what is the weirdest berry you've ever eaten? I think probably the weirdest berry is a cross between a black currant and a gooseberry. They're both in the same genus, and uh, you can cross them, uh, even though they're different species. And you get this really unusual black, fruited, big, sweet fruit that's just really unusual to taste and see. Okay, do you have some more questions, Amelia? Marvin. What is the weirdest use of berries that you've ever seen? People do uh, extract the anthocyanins from the fruit and use it for dye. So you can dye clothing uh, with berries, dye fabric, and then weave it uh, into a, you know, a scarf or something like that. So I don't know if you would say that weird, but it's a use that most people don't think of when they think of berries. Yeah, and then you can eat the scarf. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think this is an excellent idea. And it's a mass. <gasps> We're definitely on to something. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently... A large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa is going to set a timer for the first expert. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then Amelia will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, this is a fast-paced round. Try not to choke, Barry. Amelia, we are going to start with Nima. You can ask your shorts on fire questions now. Name a berry that is native to North America. Blueberries, cranberries, both of them actually. Which small red berries come from Tibet and Mongolia and are known as happy berries? Goji berries. What kind of bee is best for pollinating blueberries in North America? Uh, the, the wild bumblebee, native to North America. What is the scientific name for a plant that produces berries? Baxiferis. The berries are crossed between what two berries? I would say blackberry and loganberry. Which famous berry writes the song that makes the whole world sing? Chuckberry? I don't know this one. Do all berries have seeds? Yes, they do. What is your favorite berry? Oh, my favorite berry has to be the wishberry. 
Um, this is a Korean berry that has the consistency of cooked rice. It confuses my brain each time I eat it. So yeah, I love that berry. And that is time. That's time. Lisa, please restart your timer for Marvin. Hey, uh, timer uh, reset for Marvin. Okay, I'm doing. It's reset. Okay. Amelia, you can ask your questions for Marvin now. Name a health benefit of berries. Berries often have more vitamin C per weight than even oranges, and they have all sorts of antioxidants in them. What kind of berry is a pumpkin? A pumpkin is uh, called a cucurbit because it's related to cucumbers and it has that same kind of uh, structure. Which berry is one of the 12 sacred life medicines to the Navajo people? The strawberry, it has an important role in, with many indigenous peoples in their uh, religions and beliefs. Which famous berry was actually the first automatic electronic digital computer? I'll have to pass on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I know that, that that was my ex-girlfriend that was Blackberry. We'll see about that. Go ahead. Who is known as the mother of the blueberry industry? That would be Elizabeth White from New Jersey. Fact or fib? The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the tomato was a vegetable and not a berry. That is actually true. That ruling was made in 1893 because there was an argument between Mexico and the United States about importing vegetables. Mm. The Supreme Court ruled that it was a vegetable because we eat it like a vegetable. What berry can you find in Swedish meatballs and come from the Arctic tundra? Those would be called lingonberries. And that is time. Okay, I'm sorry. I have an update. That's time. Very good. All right, it's decision time. Amelia must germinate a decision while using all the information she's heard today. Amelia, who is our big fibber? I think Marvin is the fibber. (gasps) Why do you think Marvin is our fibber? Because some of the facts he said were very, like, unbelievable, and some of them I know were false. And he also seemed too confident of his answers, like he practiced them, like, because he doesn't actually know. Aha, he practiced, I see. Do you, any facts off the top of your head that were dubious or that you weren't sure about or that were outright false? I do remember, and also I don't think that uh, jumping down a waterfall has anything to do with berry studying. (laughs) Even on your travels to look for berries in other places? You'd probably hike down the side. Okay. (laughs) Okay, very interesting. I like how much thought you've put into this, Amelia. Very good. Let's see. All right. Will the actual berry expert please tell us who you are? I'm Marvin Pritz. I'm a professor of horticulture at Cornell University. I've been working with berries for 37 years at Cornell. And prior to that, I got my PhD in blueberries. And in between, I grew strawberries uh, for 14 years. Wow. I just don't know what to believe anymore, Deborah. I know. This is blowing my mind. All right. It's time to do some fact-checking. Marvin, what were the facts that Nima shared that made you a blueberry? Yeah, so uh, the blueberry breeders don't really search for unusual, unnamed berries in the wild to bring into cultivation. First of all, most berries, they grow other places, so you'd be pretty limited if you just stuck to the local area to look for new varieties of berries. And then once you find them, there's crossing and selection has to go on for maybe 20, 25 years before you can release a new variety. So it's quite a long process. So it's not as simple as going out 
and finding the germplasm and then giving it a new name. It's quite involved. Yeah, Nima, it's much more complicated than that. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nima, what facts did you share that were pure pulp fiction? Oh, uh, definitely, as Marvin pointed out, this entire process, I just, yeah, exactly like how Marvin said, I imagined like catching a wild animal, naming it and releasing it back into the wild. Um, and now I know that that's not how berries work. Um, wish berry, which is my favorite berry, is not a berry. Oh, I wish it were. It's a Silicon Valley startup. Um, <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, just for your information, the famous Barry who writes the song that makes the whole world sing is Barry Manilow. And also, I was just curious about this Elizabeth White Marvin, known as the mother of blueberry. What, what is that about? Well, back in the 1700s, when the Europeans came over here, they found blueberries because they're native to North America. And they would go out in the woods and pick them and bring them to the house. And, oh, they tasted really good. And Elizabeth White was a cranberry grower. But she thought, oh, you know, these blueberries that are growing in a while would be really good to develop into more of a cultivated crop. So she would pay her workers if they could find blueberries in the wild that were bigger than what her ring finger could fit over. And she would have those dug up and brought to her place and had a collection of them. Then a scientist from the USDA, George Darrow, met with her and saw this and said, this is a wonderful collection. He started to make some crosses and some selections to develop the first really domesticated varieties of blueberries. And those were distributed and sold. And some of those varieties are still grown today from those original selections from Elizabeth White. Well, thank you, Elizabeth White. Well, we've come to the end of our show when we need not stew over any more facts. Thanks to our contestant, Amelia, for her very insightful questions. Thank you to our expert and liar, Marvin and Nima, and to Lisa for his sporadic sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we preserve the truth and never cede to lies. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. And hold on, while you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa. And you can find out how you, yes you, can participate. Okay, hold on, and follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, I'm going to eat this scarf. (laughs) Hi, it's me, Jess. Are you on our newsletter list? No? Then how else will you learn all the insider news on the new season of Six Minutes? If you don't get the newsletter, you must have missed the live show that the Big Fid had up in Boston recently. Don't miss another thing. Sign up for a GZM newsletter now. Go to gzmshows.com slash newsletter to sign up now. That's gzmshows.com slash newsletter. Jess and Corey's dad, Dan, is not exactly the adventurous type. You know what they say, uncluttered kitchen, uncluttered mind. Who says that? I do. And you know what else I say? It's a new day, full of possibilities. Ha! Time to vacuum! At least, that's what they thought, until his past caught up with them. Leave now, and no one gets hurt. (laughs) Knife twirling. What are you, some kind of ninja? No, he's a middle school science teacher. Turns out, the mild-mannered Dan used to be someone else entirely. Get out of my... House! Oh, who are you? 
Now, Dan, Jess, and Cory will embark on a thrilling quest to find an ancient treasure and rid themselves of a family curse. From GZM Shows, creators of Six Minutes, comes Discovering Dad, a thrilling new podcast full of mystery and adventure. New episodes every Monday starting June 10th. GZM family and superfan subscribers listen early and ad-free June 3rd. Subscribe now to Discovering Dad wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.